0: how many air horns will be in this podcast i don't
1: know i think we haven't reached our quota yet. i don't think so
0: no you have to do air horns for black ass (laughs) literature yes wow yes yes so hey
1: folks and welcome to brown and out Today, we're talking to Jada Bearden. How's it going today, Jada?
0: It's going very brown and very out, actually. What, uh, tell what us, are the odds?
1: Tell us more.
0: Man, um, I woke up around, what, 9 a.m., had a shower, twisted my hair, very black, put my turban on, got breakfast, and I, I'm sitting right in front of this wonderful brown man, schman. And I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. Oh, okay. Because I'm living my best life.
1: I love that for you. End quote. Oh. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. You are radiating a positive energy that, like.
0: It's because of you.
1: I'm just a regular person.
0: No. Negative, actually. (laughs) I denounce that.
1: Uh, I want to talk. Fake news. I want to talk about real news. I want to talk about your life a bit, if we may. Of course. Um, Now, as I do with all of my guests, Mm -hmm. we had a bit of a pre-interview. And these are some things that came up, some things that are relevant to who Jada Bearden is. Let's get down to them. Now, let's talk about identifying as a dyke. Yes. What does that mean to you? Damn.
0: Oof. Well, um... It's so funny because it didn't start out like this, as it does, right? This evolution of sexuality, because I'm so dramatic. Um, I identified as a sapphic, which was so funny. Until I got to college last year, I was like, they're all white women loving women with bangs. (laughs) People who
1: you saw that identified as. as...
0: With with sapphicism. I'm not saying it right, but they were all on Tumblr. Which is, what what is that? It's essentially the goddess Sappho. Um, She used to give, like, violets to, like, lesbian and bisexual women. So, like, you know, back in those times, you know, it wasn't okay to love women. So, like, secretly, they would, like, give people flowers, give women flowers. And that's how you knew, like, hey, see you after class or whatever the fuck they did. I don't know. Um, So I was like, yes, I'm a sapphic, right? And then I got here, and I'm like, I don't have a tumbler, I don't have bangs, and I'm not white, so I can't. And those
1: seemed like <laughs> requirements.
0: It was a necessity. Those were like check, 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 and I was like, I have none of this. So then it was queer. Um, I talked to shout out to Megan Munson working. Brrr brr, brr. Shout out Megan. We love you. Uh, a Gemini, a queen. Um, she was talking to me, and I had this like attraction to this non-binary person. And, like, I was minding my fucking business. Like, I was out here, right? And they passed me by, and I was like, hello. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get next to you, right? Um, And I was like, am I still sapphic to Megan? And Megan's like, just be queer. And I was like, huh, queer, you say? And then, you know, I watched Hannah Gatsby, <laughs> her Nanette, um Nanette uh comedy show on Netflix. ten out of ten, highly recommend it. Um, and I fell in love with Dikery. So there it is. And that is what? Um Essentially it's my unconditional love and attraction for women even without vaginas um I'm just super attracted and intrigued with feminine energy and masculine energy and how it just coexists in this like beautiful mess um like women get me going and that's women with an X instead of an E I'm out here being attracted and attracting people so it's a fun time
1: Sounds like you're very happy.
0: I'm fucking ecstatic, Reggie, might I tell (laughs) you.
1: But something I was curious about is, do you face backlash Mm. for using the term dyke from, say, older generations?
0: It's hilarious because I've only received backlash from straight people, (laughs) which is a time might I say um I'm just like like you call yourself an ally but you're policing my expression um like the older queers and even queer is like a loaded term like people are just like whoa that used to be like a slur and I feel like with reclamation um it's always the slippery slope of um like me being black I use the term nigga sometimes and there are some black people who are like wait like so I try to be cautious um Throughout trigger warnings um, and like how I move in those spaces and how I move in my identities. I try to, you know, look out for others um, who also possess these identities. And um, I'd be like, hey, this is my home. It might not be home for you. You might be just renting this bitch, but I'm up in this bitch for keeps <laughs> forever. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> you're just like processing. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Um I just feel that a lot of folks in the dare I say queer community, I know mm. they're I run the risk of offending folks, but mm. that's also like throughout, you know, this podcast is yeah. is the term that I'm comfortable using. Um and I and I usually don't think about like is this um, something that folks are still mm-hmm. grappling with? You know, mm-hmm. are, are we not all on board with the idea that, like, you know, it, it's had a transformation, the word and its meaning? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I, I'm not always sensitive to that. I just, like, I prefer the term queer yeah. for myself. Yeah. And I think, you know, most of my guests are generally comfortable with that terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like you, you, it's not in your interest to like be, to drive a wedge with, with your identity, like, and how you choose to like define it, but it's, I don't know, something that you are reclaiming. Yeah. You would agree with that?
0: Yeah. And I think you would hope like others who like really don't align with queerness would just like give you that room like this is for me like although you may be affected or like in the space with me like me identifying with this term empowers and liberates me from my hetero chains. like so let me be here and queer and you can just be adjacent to that so a lot of people in my life are that for me like um i've only had run-ins with like one lesbian i dated her hoof what a time. It was a mess. We have time. <laughs> so she was a white woman. Shout out to the white women who are listening. Um like so interest interestingly, and that's not I'm not being that's not a word. Interestingly enough. I don't know if that's right or not, but we're gonna keep going. Perfect. We're just gonna edit it. Um, <laughs> we're leaving it in the good shit. Um so I knew what I was getting into. I knew she was white. <laughs> but I kept going. Um and this person, shout out to Amanda Seals, um, if you watch the show Insecure. So this oh, yeah. was a woman who is white and not who happens to be white. So she understood her privilege and still like oppressed and marginalized people with it, right? Because she thought her being a lesbian was like the only marginalization. <laughs> Gotcha bitch. Anyway, um, she did not like the right word queer. And I was just like, that's cool, but that's how I identify right now. And I'm out here and she would just police me and all this stuff. And at the time I didn't have the language. I'm like, this is horizontal oppression. Like I couldn't say that, but I was just like, This blows. So so that person and one other straight. Ally, Mm. i hate that word mm. it's so performative like i i was saying this i said allyship is per, is inherently performative and this this professor i was talking to literally like cackled <laughs> he said ahaha ha. i was like it's for the blues it's for the it's for the birds <laughs> it's, for the blues. it's for the fucking blues the purples um and i was like no no to this so yeah
1: allyship is inherently performative and what do you mean by that
0: i just think like my run-ins with allyship like they think it only extends to like making a poster mm. and like being able to elbow at this protest and then going home and then c- continuing to be perpetually oppressive like mm. where is your actions like where When are you infiltrating and disrupting this patriarchal heteronormative capitalist society in favor of me? like I prefer the term abolitionist like mm. like back in slavery um these white Quakers were out here in these streets, risking their lives for us, and um of course, black people and brown people have reclaimed abolitionists for like prison abolition, you know around that, and I just think. That's what I want to be around. Like that's the energy I need.
1: Versus versus making a poster, <laughs> right?
0: And you know, using plastic straws and being a white environment environmentalist. Do you mean
1: metal straws.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: plastic ones are the bad Places ones. Are,
0: plastic bad, metal good. <laughs> okay, we're 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 back on track. I love that
1: slogan for you. <laughs>
0: I need a shirt. the bad. Metal bit. <laughs> it's like a X and a check. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. Keep it
1: just you know, keep it simple uh-huh. for people. So So let's talk about romance for a bit. Airhorn noises. <laughs> Would you say this the following lyric is <laughs> is true? The fuck of you,
0: okay? I'm so excited.
1: I'm not a player, but I crush a lot.
0: (laughs) Um, I would put that in my Tinder bio after this podcast. Actually, I crush so hard, like, my vagina belongs to the streets. Like, she's out here. Like, I'm not a she, but my vagina is a she, and she's infatuated so easily. So, I'm adding that shit. You think I'm playing? Look out, Tinder world. (laughs) So,
1: you're a romantically inclined person.
0: Listen, I'm an air sign, and I have a cancer moon, so blame the stars. I know I'm jumping the gun with astrology, but, like, listen. It's not on me. My mom and my dad fucked and made me this day and this time, so... Here I am.
1: Yeah, it's truly, <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly in the stars. So then would you describe yourself as polyamorous?
0: I will. I do. Um, I had a great talk with uh, my professor again. God, God bless Trish Rocher, <laughs> Megan munson working all all of the- Faith Kubian. Shout um, out. Um, Champlain sucks, but like their professors, most of the professors are home for me. Um she described it, um, she's also non-binary, um, as a, as multiple soul meetups. And I was like listening and I was like, huh, why does this resonate with me? And I kept hearing it like everywhere I went and I'm like, what the fuck was Trish talking about? And I met this person while I was like speaking to this other person and I was like, er, here it is, soul meetup and i was like i don't really know if polyamory like uh, like f- perfectly aligns with me but like this is the language that i choose to use to represent what i want and it's not all sexual it's just like we be we be out here having sex sometimes but i just i my goal is like emotional and mental connections yeah <laughs>
1: um i think that all the time we're developing um, language around, like, new ways of loving, like, yes. demisexuals. Yes. Um, these are things that didn't really, like, have a place in the lexicon, I feel like, years ago. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I feel like for a long time in this, like, hetero society, like, monogamy was framed as the only way and, like, the norm and what you should strive to be. Because, like, I feel like as a queer... We're so scared of being the other that we try to like fit and like mold ourselves into what hetero society deems as acceptable. But until you get into the mirror, like you look in deep in your own eyes and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm living out loud. I'm okay with being the other and I'm just gonna love as bravely and as honest honestly as I want to. Period.
1: It's revolutionary. Oh, yes um i'm happy to be seeing it irl (laughs) um it's great yes it's wonderful yes what advice might you give to um other romantics other crushers out there
0: both of you to assume i have advice (laughs) um i guess be compassionate towards yourself like that's what my therapist shout out to you Adrian i forgot your last name um <laughs>
1: shout out mental health
0: um my therapist is always saying like be curious and give yourself compassion give yourself room um to like explore and to learn and grow and to meet people so yeah that would be my advice just like don't let society like pressure you into only loving or being curious about one person like you have time you have so much beautiful time do you and do other people <laughs> that's why <my best. laughs> that's thank you You're welcome. thank
1: you for your wisdom around oh all my of god
0: i mean i've been out here crushing
1: uh, it's clear <laughs> uh, now i know you wanted to to talk about or brag about, I'm not sure um, about Tinder hookups. Ooh. Well, which, so <laughs> <He's talking. laughs> once upon a time, I got in trouble with a friend. Um, I was asking them cause I was curious. I hadn't been uh, yet on grinder. Mm. It was new on the market. Mm-hmm. And I asked them if they found it. Um, I think I used the word successful mm. and they were like, that was borderline rude, <laughs> and I said, "I'm I'm sorry. I thought that I was just doing was, some like <laughs> I was doing some like market research. I was just trying to find out about this new product. And wow. but along those lines, I'm going to run. I'm taking a risk here, but I want to ask you: oh. Have your Tinder hookups been what you would call successful?
0: Successful? Hmm. Or sexful.
1: Hey. <laughs> Listen,
0: I don't think you enjoyed that.
1: I, your <laughs> wordplay is unparalleled and you I know that. Think
0: so. I would agree. Well, um, oh, yeah, you know, I think they're, be, they've been interesting so far. I've had, I'm, wait, okay, I made it, um, this is November I made it the second week of October. October, excuse me. Um, it was literally I was peer pressured by my former coworkers because that doesn't sound good, <laughs> but it was hilarious. And they picked my selfies for me. Shout out to you, Gail. Oh. um, they were like my like emotional support humans because okay. Tinder is a stressful time. All that swiping and typing, and it's a lot. You gotta go into therapy afterwards. So anyway. Um, second week second week of October, I've had th- three No, I have I've had four. Wait. Four. I have four hookups. Four. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh sex positivity. No, um, I have I've had four hookups and interestingly enough, I keep saying this word. Um, they've all been at, in my little dorm. I have a great Room, I put that in my Tinder. I'm like, my only pro is that I live alone, so you know, brum, brum, brum. um, and they all have roommates, so they come over, we be in that, bitch and they've been good. Like, I've, yeah, like, great conversation, great faces. <laughs> Just, I've, I've 10 out of 10. Like, I, I mean, I know that is in reality for all Tinder and grinder and her and Bumble experiences but for me I kind of lucked the fuck out. Um I'm kind of done. <laughs> like uh I I two nights ago I had I think my last Tinder hookup because um my eyes are on somebody, well two somebodies right now and I want to prior- prioritize those individuals. So I'm hanging up my tinder hat boop yes
1: right on mhm um well i'm i'm happy for you um, thank you and and the connections that you've been able to make um because you know that's that's not always the case it's not always the story that you hear come connection <laughs>
0: okay. Is that good
1: oh uh, that was <laughs> Are you me? Because <laughs> I feel like that's a Reggie caliber a Reg- pun. Yeah,
0: I, I was thinking of you. Thank you. Yeah, you're Well,
1: if I can't make it on my own, if I could inspire you, I guess that's like second best. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's. <laughs> yes. I've inspired.
0: Yes. You're planting the seed. <laughs>
1: about, hey. Um, hey. It, hey. <laughs> listen.
0: Wow. <laughs> You know, we're just
1: a couple of regular... When we get together, it's a regular name. A more iconic, actually, comedic duo than us. I'll wait.
0: Please. let Quickly. Expeditiously. Let, <laughs> yes, let's
1: expedite this process. Yes. Moving right along. Right along. You're a law student.
0: I am. How
1: did you decide... Um, upon that as a course of action for yourself. Well,
0: I hate myself, <laughs> no. Um, what? No, I'm kidding. I don't believe that. I don't, I love my, I love Jada. They're great. Um. So, hmm. Honestly, if, to be truthfully, <laughs> living single, um, Maxine Shaw's character, attorney at law, she was a dark skinned hottie who was a defense attorney and like a just a fucking rock star and she was she was one of my sexual awakenings um and I would rush home to watch it. It came on on b t um and t v one and I would flip channels when one went off I, was, I looked at the other one um so I saw her that was when I was like what eight nine years old watching Maxine fucking Shaw, fuck it up. And then I grew up and I got so frustrated um, with just how the legal system exists um, and how much of a shit show it is. And I wanted to be a part of the abolition of it, <laughs> so to speak. I Identify as an abolitionist. Um, so on paper, it's immigration law. Um, I've been reading and... Um, researching and just falling in love with immigration reform and just like immigration justice even though I really don't like the word justice because it implies like this puni- punitive punishment but immigration rights Um, but like the dream the goal is prison ab- abolition and just like a complete dismantlement of the systems that oppress so many people I love so that's me and Champlain what's up Champlain? You suck, but you have great programs. Um, they have this upside-down curriculum where you can just like, oh, I sound like a fucking... <laughs> they have this upside-down curriculum where you take law classes your first fucking year. So, I did law classes. I did torts and criminal law, like my first year and contract law, which was a doozy. Eric Friedman, I'm watching you. Um, and it was like, oh, this is nice. This will be my life. So, yeah, I fell in love with it, and I am still falling in love with it. Burr, burr, burr.
1: Um, and speaking of uh, Champlain, Oof. how how would you describe your academic experience in Vermont <sighs> thus far?
0: Academic. So we're sticking with academic. We are okay for the time. That's being. That's safe.
1: We, I mean, but pl- I want to know about all of your Vermont experiences mm. and perhaps Texas mm. versus Vermont. We didn't, we didn't haven't even stepped into <laughs> that regional <Yeah>. origin story.
0: <laughs> we haven't,
1: but but yeah, yeah. so
0: mm. wh- wherever I start, you are moved to <laughs> checkmate. G- um, uh, essentially, um, um my professors, my classes have been fantastic. Like, my my law, other law majors, they're the most interesting people I know. Um, we, we're a rowdy bunch. We're colorful. Um, it's like 20 of us, so it's just like a close-knit community. Um, and yeah, I've had the time of my life. Um, I've been challenged. I've grown. The only like class that I felt I didn't need was public speaking. I'm like, for what? It was also my only B I received this whole shit. So I'm just like, (laughs) Um, I'm watching you public speaking lady. I won't say your name, but we're watching you. Um, So I've learned, I've grown. And also our core division, like I've, okay, so core belongs to the streets, but the professors I've received, like chef's kiss, like, We stand, Um, and I've I've done pretty well. Like I'm kind (laughs) of surprised that I haven't like jumped out the window yet. But we out here, not jumping out windows. Um, Texas is like super STEM, which is like science, technology, mathematics, engineering um, oriented. Like I thought I was going to be a chemist (laughs) for some reason. I started off like in chemistry, like ninth grade. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, and I went to this whole like Kim camp um in Lowell, Massachusetts I can't say that word mass, we're gonna say um and I lost, I didn't do well, so I said, eh, wrong answer, so I did speech and debate, I was good at that, so law was the way um and yeah, um yeah, so i i I felt kind of against the grain because, um, STEM was all a really new, like, those were, that's my middle school, that was my high school, um, like, experience, so I, I felt a little terrified, but I found home in speech and debate, I did well, um, we traveled a lot, and, yeah, so, Texas and Vermont, Vermont is just, chaotic, (laughs) Vermont is interesting, I don't really know what y'all, what y'all, um, like, specialize in, what, forests? like, what, trees maple syrup i major in maple syrup actually no i don't know but it's kind of like everything i know y'all medical like field is super big because uvm is like y'all's like only emergent care or something (laughs) Woo! but um yeah so i vermont is just like like um choose your choose your path choose your story so choose your whatever um so i definitely feel like i have more options here and Yeah, I'm not going to Texas ever again. Only to visit my family and have pecan pie. Yes, it's pecan, and if you disagree, I'm watching you.
1: So that's how you feel. You you (laughs) feel like you've made a comfortable space for yourself in Vermont, and heavens, and also there's not a draw to Texas.
0: No. No, like the South in general. Like, I'm like, God bless you. But no, we're done. You are my past and there is no future in it. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> thank you for being so, <laughs> so candid once again. I try. Um, We appreciate you. Uh, no. We, so we're still on the subject of, of academia, okay? And academia. I'd like to ask you about um, something that came up in, in the pre-interview. Mm. Um, can you tell us about some of your favorite black ass literature?
0: Ooh, ninth grade year. We're going to talk a lot about ninth grade year because uh, fr- your
1: freshman year of high school. Wow, <gasps> was pivotal.
0: Very pivotal. Go P- on. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. I fell head over heels in love with two individuals. Audrey motherfucking Lord, an Aquarius woman, and James Motherfucking Baldwin. A Libra man. No, he's not a Libra. ta-na-hasi Coates is a Libra. I don't Leo. He's a Leo. Of course he's a Leo. Is that what is that alright? I don't know. We'll Google it. We'll Google it we'll later. It and we'll 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 put it in the bio. <laughs> James Baldwin, Audre Lorde um, I read Sister, Motherfucking Outsider A collection of essays Aha! Poetry is not a luxury Hello? Um, have you ever read it? Pretend that I haven't Reggie, my dear My dear, good sir Reggie huh. The way she capitalizes the B in black and lower, lowercase the W in white what a subtle drag, an intellectual drag. Wow. The choices she made in that damn essay. I felt empowered to write. Like I'm like reading that beautiful book, that beautiful collection made me strong in my writing. Like I I still think about I think about her every day. <laughs> I wake up I'm like, hmm, I wonder how Audrey Lorde is doing in the afterlife. Like I wish I was able to meet her. Like, I've watched all of her interviews, like, gay girls, like, that's what they call themselves back in the 80s, like, a queen. James Baldwin, my first book by him I read was Go Tell It on the Mountain. Um, it was about this teenage boy who, like, grew up in Harlem, black church, and he had some, like, struggles with sexuality. Also, I read Giovanni's Room, which was also, like, sexuality, like, explore sexuality, and I was like, this is a gay-ass man, like... And then learning that he had to f- uh, flee to Paris uh, to escape racial discrimination and live his best life. I feel like he was fucking some Frenchmen. <laughs> and I hope he has a golden typewriter and a slew of Frenchmen at his disposal. Um, yeah, those two. And now it's Angela Davis. Um, it's um nehisi Coates. That's a Libra man. I know he's a Libra. Um um, Kimberly Crenshaw, the she coined the term uh, intersectionality in 1983. Um, it's uh, Beverly Tatum. Uh, Why are all the black kids sitting together in a cafeteria? Thank you, Faith Kubian, for giving me that book. Um, Bell Hooks, and that's the lowercase B E L L H O O K S period. Um, so all of these black people and these queer black people. Putting out shit for me. Like, I felt honored. Also, one more book plug, because why the fuck not? Um, Radical Dharma, Reverend Angel, Yasmin Sayadula, and Rama, Luke Rama, (laughs) Lama Rod Owens. Those three black queer spiritual people. Like, one of the few times I've seen black and religion come to fuck together. Like, for my gay Christian ass, I was great. So, yes, I think not only is it a necessity, but it is also a luxury to be able to experience this because they used to, like, hide and hide books from us, and it was against the law to educate yourself. Like, you know that fucking quote, if you want to hide something from a black person, like, put it in the book? Fuck that. And I feel like every time we read something, like, we're saying fuck you to that dumbass quote cool.
1: So <laughs> it's really a privilege to be able to acquaint ourselves with such authors and works. Yes. Thank you very much for mentioning those people here today. Thank You're you. Welcome. So, you are a yoga practitioner. Oh
0: my god, I am.
1: Uh, tell us what it means uh for you to have a yoga routine. Yes.
0: Um I identify as a yoga mom. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh my God, like, at the beginning of this year, I was, like, super disembodied, um, and shout out to Trish Rosier. um, again, they were speaking to me, and they were like, you need to get your shit together, but, like, in more intentional and longer, I mean, more words and more kind, kinder words, but my brain was like, yeah, they're right, get your shit together now, quickly, um, and one time they were like, come to my yoga, something, something. I On Tuesday, Tuesday night, Sangha. Um, and I was like, why the fuck not? You know, let's go. And I told my friend Nina and we ended up going to the one on North Winuski instead of the one on Pine. So we like lift took a lift, I almost said lifted, <laughs> took a lift to Pine and came like a couple minutes late and... I remember I was, like, on the verge of crying, like, for after, like, my first practice. It was, they call it a practice. It was wonderful. Like, I downward dog my depression away. (laughs) Um, And literally, I've been doing, I do it three times a week. Um, And, like, that consistent, like, check-in has been, like, super helpful. I've I've never felt more, like, aligned uh, and embodied and just... I don't know, It like I'm so grateful to her. Like I go see her twice a week and then this other person at um, the North Linusky one on Friday mornings. And it's just a great beginning and conclusion to my weeks. And I don't know, I'm just super grateful for the practice because um, I think right now, especially in, in Burlington, Vermont, it's seen as something so white. And I definitely think the media has somehow, like, whitewashed this practice. But, like, it comes from people of color. And it comes from, like, Buddhist, like, principles. And um, it's for people who inhabit suffering and marginalized spaces. And who is more, who suffers more, No, not to pay the oppression Olympics, but who suffers more than black people, black folks? So I'm out here on, on these yoga mats sweating it out and you know, and it's, it's, it's helped with my flexibility. It's gave, it's giving me a butt. (laughs) I have an ass now. Hashtag bootylicious. Um, so like, I just feel like it's helped my like digestive, whatever. Like it's not, it's, it's hard shit. Like, and I told her, uh, that I'll like go into her like more intense, like class, um, in November. It's November. O'clock And I haven't yet But I will Just to like challenge myself Um But yeah It's been so So helpful To my mental health And my physical health So Yoga it up
1: That's a PSA for yoga
0: Yes Especially if you're queer And black Getting that shit
1: (laughs) Peanut allergies (laughs) Is this something You suffer from? (laughs)
0: If you or your loved one have suffered... <laughs> well, it's not mesothelioma, so I'm so glad. Which would be... I don't know. What the fuck is mesothelioma? It's like a lung... So, you? I know I'm entitled to financial compensation if I have it. I've been wanting to get it because I need financial compensation. Yeah. Who we, doesn't?
1: We all need compensation from China
0: Reparations China. in the form of mesothelioma. Anyway. Yeah. So I've only had one like anaphylactic shock. Oh gosh, that's so horrible. Life, um Indian food or was it Mediterranean food? I don't know. It was one of those. I feel bad that I forgot it what it what it did. It got me. And it, all of my legs were sore. Like my whole ass legs. <laughs> and I couldn't walk. Um I couldn't breathe. I it was I was swollen from the mouth. And I was like, this is the end. But God had other plans. So I lived to tell my story right here on Browning Out. Um, So yeah, uh, so I don't fuck with peanuts <laughs> ever since then. I know five guys in Chick-fil-A, fuck Chick-fil-A. I have grown. I don't eat there anymore. But when I did eat there, they use refined peanut oil, which I can consume. But that other shit, just regular peanut oil, I cannot. So yeah, um I'm s I stay away. I'm not airborne, so like if you open up like a Ritz fucking cracker with peanuts on it or peanut butter, peanut in butter form, um, I won't die. But sometimes if I hate you and you're eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'll just cough. <laughs> just to you know, lessen, decrease your enjoyment. So that's my peanut allergy.
1: Um, thank you for for being so vulnerable about your (laughs) your allergy about
0: my suffering. Yeah, about my one of my um oppressions.
1: Okay. (laughs) Now, I would this mean that you are participating in No Nut November? Is that and I well, oh my god! So that was a joke, oh my god. but I thought it would be a nice segue into something else Hilarious. that you wanted to talk about, which was masturbation. Burr, burr, burr. Are you pro or <laughs>
0: as opposed to what, reg?
1: Con?
0: What, why would who who is oh the Catholic Church? But I'm not Catholic. <sighs> um, I am so pro masturbation. Like I have a shirt that says "The future is female ejaculation." Um, I think nutting and engaging in ejaculation lowers your stress increases your credit score and clears your acne. So I am a huge proponent for it because if you can't make yourself nut, who will? And I think it's the best and most fun um, element of self-love. I love myself. No, I don't need anybody else. From Haley Steinfeld. Period.
1: A word. <laughs> um. So you you are an Aquarius.
0: <gasps>
1: <gasps> Let for those who may not know. For
0: those of you who are not lucky enough to mm. inhabit such skill,
1: right, or have a close Virgo in your life. Wow. What are some? Common mm. Virgo attributes.
0: Virgo. Mm. Wait. I'm so wait. You did were I, that was such a Virgo theme. To did do. I Freudian? You very. Jesus you Virgoed me. <laughs> what are some?
1: What are some <laughs> common?
0: Hilarious. <clears throat> Hilarious. <clears throat> Let
1: me shake out that bad last one. <laughs> shake the bad one out. Shake it out.
0: Um. What are some
1: common <laughs> Aquarius attributes?
0: Yes. Well, we are an air sign. Um. And we're super like intellectual, and I think we're like closeted empaths. Like, um, we don't really show it, but it's there. Um, and no matter how hard we repress it, we're super like sensitive to others, and it's a fun time. No, not really. I'm joking. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think. They say we're aloof, but, like, I feel like that, that goes to our, like, um, us pretending we don't care. Um, we're, like, super mysterious also, but we don't try to be. It just We just be out here in these streets, not communicating. <laughs> I think we're super intuitive. I also have a cancer moon, so there might be the cancer jumping out. But I just think we see shit, and we peep shit, and we're, like, lagging try it and I have an Aquarius sun and rising so there's no escaping this energy and I'm just go with the flow and i be in this bitch in the hardest of ways in the strongest way um and I feel like my Aquarian energy (laughs) is super pungent like what do you have oh that's that new aqua oh cool yeah. Get a little waff waff with me. Yeah.
1: You feel like you wear your Aquarius on your sleeve as it were. I want a tattoo. Oh. That's not that's not a very aquarian
0: thing to do. I know commitment. Uh-huh. Ahaha. Ah. Ahaha. Well,
1: I was just thinking about this and it was quickly decided among the group I was talking to that Virgos are are the most Um, indeed ready to get their tattoo uh, their zodiac sign tattooed on them somewhere visible
0: yeah (laughs) Um, and look what it is (laughs) yeah uh,
1: I don't know I think we are a trashy bunch I think we were just born to be bad
0: I mean y'all are good looking folks and y'all super just intoxicating and very 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 much so up in this bitch also that's why I love you Reggie because we are in this bitch collectively.
1: But Aquarians, you know what I heard? What you hear? That this was the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Period. Yeah. Uranus. Age of, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aquarius. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so, yeah. And when the moon is in Aquarius, also, my Aquarian energy likes to do the Harlem shake and just a query eerie all over the fucking place. So, yeah. And also speaking, if while we're on the subject of astrology, another air sign, Gemini. Mm -hmm. So I got it bad for all Gemini placements. I think they are super intriguing. So I'm either intrigued, interested, or aroused, or this, beautiful messy combination of all of them and yeah it's always a gemini placement (sighs) yes i'm not ashamed (laughs) i was super vulnerable like i just opened up a part of myself that i don't really like don't don't always show so you're welcome
1: thank you (laughs) again i mean this is what it's about (sighs) these moments um, air signs, loving air signs. Yes. You know.
0: they being very infatuated with air signs.
1: And just uh, without fear,
0: unapologetically. <laughs> In this bitch. You said it best.
1: <laughs> now, let's talk about um, an upcoming um, momentous um, occasion for you. You are headed out to California for the National Women's Studies Association yes. Yes, yes, yes. Conference, <laughs> of which you are a panel guest. I am. Tell us a bit more about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: so it's in San Francisco. Hello. Hello. I don't know the area code. It's not 90210. No?
1: What's the damn... Um, it's the... Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with a couple of friends from Champlain. We got Trish DeRocher, Jay Colbert, Breehorn, Horn, Maddie Braz, and Aziz Fanazzi. Just a couple of queers What's and the name of straight few? folks. Just the name of few. We in this bitch collectively. Um, our theme is decolonizing Bernie land. That'd be Vermont. Yes, we're talking about decolonization, talking about professionalism, talking about um whiteness. We're talking about all of the things. Oh, we're also talking about academia because we all exist in through around underneath <laughs> academia. Um yeah, so how it affects us, how we're trying to infiltrate, how we're some of us are leaving, how we're just trying to not coexist but be in this bitch and be radically present. And it's a fun time. And also, Angelo Davis, my favorite living Aquarius, will be there. And I must say, I don't know if I should say this, but I will say this, because I think I am 77% joking. But if we are in the elevator together, (laughs) I will press the emergency stop button. I'm shutting that shit down. Thank you for holding space. (laughs) (laughs)
1: watch out angela
0: (laughs) davis run
1: your favorite living aquarius living as if you forgot about shawnee (gasps) listen oh my god anyway shawnee please we'll edit that part out
0: (laughs) i think shawnee understands we'll see (laughs) messy bitch
1: um so i want to ask you yes What does black and brown queer culture in Vermont look like to you? Oh my
0: God. Black and brown queer culture. This, um, I feel like community is whatever you make it and whatever, um, feels good to you, like collective community and community care are some of my like values, um, Self-care is community care for me. Like, if y'all are good, I'm good somehow. And I think it's taking up space. Like I said, radically, being radically present. Like, um, I am an agender person. I um, am a dyke. I am black. And I am proud as hell. And when I see other people dancing and their vulnerability of their presence, it makes me super happy. And I think... Being black, being brown, being queer, all together (laughs) and uh, visibly is super emotionally taxing, but it's also very revolutionary. And it's honestly the best, the best talent <laughs> it's the best it's the be- like I'm just going to say it's the best decision I've never made because mm-hmm. you know we in this bitch without our choice you know all of our identities are not a choice but um, it's the best time especially when you're adjacent or near others who dance and be so vulnerable and open and honest about how they live their lives it's a it's a great time so I'm also, like always proud and honored and just ecstatic to be in community with you all. So I just this like talking to you and just looking at you and smoking weed. And I don't know, it's just like taking selfies with you and seeing you at higher ground. It's like the best. Oh, my God. Like, it's the best. And every each time I get to see you and other folks who like align and put like a smile on my face it's a fuck you to this society society that's literally trying to murder us whether it's mental emotional or physically so we in this bitch one more air horn
1: thank you so much for being on the podcast today Jada Um, is there anything else you want to add before we depart? Um.
0: (sighs) Just that support this shit because it's wonderful and it's such a good time and it's so intentional and it's so much fun. And if you see Reggie, give them either a hug or five dollars. Period. <laughs> <laughs>